Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Oh, yeah, me. <laughs> Corner is live. Five, four. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. That's right, we're back. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. And all points in between. That's right, we're back live right here on Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. The C2C crew is complete. It's myself, Stan Grubb, my tag team partners, Brian Taylor. What's going on? What's good? Not too much. Not too much. It's a Monday. It's raw, so it's boring. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tag Team Championship on the line with uh, RK Bro defending against Gable and Otis. Other tag team partner on the other side, Rob Hefner. How are you, sir? I'm here. I'm here. Well, I'm here. That's good as opposed to being over there. I know I'm not allowed to be over there. I was kicked out over there, so I had to come over here. Aha. I see. I see. That seems like a confusing type issue. Yeah. I was there, but now I'm here because when I was there, I was told I had to be here. So now I'm here. You were lost, but now you're found? I always knew where I was. I just didn't. I don't think anybody else wanted me around, though. Aha. I don't think anybody ever wants to be where they was. Or is it where they were? Where there was is not a good, that's not good grammar. Not good grammar. You call yourself a professional. Ah, you know, I think we've beaten this bit into the dirt, sir. That's what she said. (laughs) I don't know if that means what you think it means. (laughs) Oh, man. So, gosh, guys, we got lots of stuff to talk about this week. Uh Hopefully, everybody who's listening to us, whether it's through C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Pandora, and all points in between, you're listening to us, you've had a chance to see, gosh, Battle of the Belts, Hard to Kill, 
Rampage and Dynamite, which were both excellent. And then, of course, this past Friday, you got a chance to learn about, that's right, the Forbidden Door opening to the women's division for the Royal Rumble as Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James is headed to the WWE's Royal Rumble on the 29th of January. Guys, uh, let's let's get into this. What do you make of Impact and WWE working together? Mm, so, right, so before we just assume they're working together, mm-hmm. let's make sure they are working together, right? Okay. Because there's the, the, the other side of that coin is this is being done to try and make amends for the whole box full of somebody else's crap. Ah, yes, the trash bags of memories. The trash bags of yesteryear. So, uh, again, just because, you know, much like when AEW did it, you got to see where this goes past Mm -hmm. right now, which could possibly only be a one-off. Well, with the with the announcement of Mickey James, it was accompanied by, I mean, a ton of legend returns. The the Bellas, Kelly Kelly, uh, Lita, Summer Rae, who we haven't seen anything from since her release. I know that she made a couple of uh, autograph signing appearances, but I had assumed that she had retired. Um, and Michelle McCool, all announced for the Women's Rumble. I mean, it seems like WWE is really pushing the envelope to get as many announced returns or surprises ahead of time. So much for surprises. What? No. Yeah. They put them on the poster. Yeah. And this is the same stuff they do every year. So the surprise is the male entrant that may walk through the door. That is where I'm headed. But before we go there, because I'm glad you brought that up, Rob, what do you think, man? Impact of WWE. Is this good? Is this bad? I mean, I think it's good because, it, it, like, I agree with Brian. You got to see where it goes um, after this. Um, I kind of think it also falls to the fact that the people on one side that are con- cutting people and stuff aren't realizing they have events to fill. Mm-hmm. You know, like you cut these people and like, oh, wait a minute. Shit. How are we going to fill up a women's rumble and a men's rumble when um, we've gotten rid of mo- and have a rest of a card mm-hmm. when we've gotten rid of most of the people we put in this shit? Um, <coughs> excuse me. But I mean, I think it's cool that on there that that outwardly. WWE has said she is a TNA knockouts champion or the impact knockouts champion, you know, like. That's on their social media and stuff going around. So for them to actually open that door and give them cred by saying, yes, here's somebody else's champion on on our program. Mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole Smoky Mountain. You know, when the the Rock and Roll Express would show up and be like, oh, it's a Smoky Mountain champions. I mean, it'll be another thing if they let her show up on TV with the belt. You know, um... But, I mean, I think it's, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think it's good that they do this. I think it's, 
it's the it's not the one they should have been in bed with from the beginning. Um, we all know it. If they're going to open the forbidden door, they should have opened the forbidden door with AEW went back when it started, and then mm-hmm. we'd be sitting at a, talking about different. But um, that's a whole conversation from another day. <laughs> well, but again, getting back to the males rumble. I kind of think that's where the mail is going to come from. Yeah, this this time of year is infamous. Every year, Brian. Every year since, uh, what, 2017. January comes, and what do we hear about? Hey, guess who's coming to the Royal Rumble? And it's always the same three guys. It's the Young Bucks, and it's the guy that is, yet again this year, rumored to be the the man who's going to boldly walk through the forbidden door. We'll see, but the rumor is that it's going to be Kenny Omega. I, I, I mean, I don't know because you know if the story about the the injury is correct. I guess he can't be Kenny Omega, but I almost, I almost kind of like how AEW foreshadows a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. And what did we foreshadow just, what, last week? Man. Oh, you never main-evented a WrestleMania. I saw on Twitter. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You do it first. Oh, I was going to say. So if I'm going to open the door, uh right, and I know my numbers are dropping, Right. And I know I haven't been producing what I should have been doing and I need to get the buzz off of AEW, put it back on me. Yeah. That's where I go. Well, I, I would knock on that door, too. And I would back the money truck up and I'd say, hey, if we want to get the shine back on us, this is how we do it. We go and say, hey, we're really sorry that this happened. We're so sorry. Come win the rumble for us. Yes, and the then main be. event, yeah. main event, WrestleMania. Even if he lost, even if, even he, if lost, he lost, yes, I would say that you know Kenny Omega's big. Don't get me wrong. If he was to show up at the Rumble, that's a huge statement. But the statement that we're alluding to here, and this is something that I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of fans out there that are like, "Oh, that's stupid." There's no possible way. Well, here's the thing about stupid and never. Those are the kinds of things that typically happen in this industry, and they happen a lot. Whoever thought Bret Hart was going to come back to WWE? Seriously. I mean, this man was was screwed six ways from Sunday and then made fun of. How about the Ultimate Warrior? Before that man died, there was a DVD released about the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. So it's not really out of the realm of possibility that one CM Punk who, hey, his departure from WWE in 2014, we've we've told this story many times. But what bigger story, what bigger name to come through that door, aside from maybe MJF, which would be insane. Uh, So, listen, I want to make a statement, right? Mm -hmm. I've already given you the female. Right. Right. But I'm keeping the mail so close to the chest. This is going to be the last person you would ever expect. This is going to be something that completely sets the world on fire. Mm-hmm. And that is 
CM Punk. It's not Kenny Omega. It's not Brian Danielson. Yeah, I said it right. Okay. You did. It's not, it's not Moose. It's it, it, one guy. I want one guy. And I want to put him in a match with Roman Reigns. And I want the two of them to go to a 60-minute draw. Dude. So if there's going to be a guy that pulls Roman up to that next level, I completely agree with you. Roman is that uh, – Punk is that guy. Danielson has already proven he could pull Roman up. We already know that. So I agree. It, it would be difficult to see that again and not be like, eh, we kind of knew that was going to happen. But Punk – think about all the times that Punk put him over while Roman was just breaking his – you know, just cutting his teeth. That, that's a big money move. And if you're really serious, if Vince is really serious about, hey, you know what? There's no more borders. This is the story that's coming out through Fightful Select, through The Observer, through The Insider, through The Torch. It's not just one dirt sheets, and typically where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a lot of commentary going on right now that says Vince McMahon no longer cares about the border. He just wants to see something that makes a difference. Well, yeah, I mean, so in today's market, right, we're again, we're not dealing with 5 million people watching wrestling. Right. You're dealing with one to two on any given night, right? SmackDown, of course, being two. two. Yeah, SmackDown being the two, everybody else being the one except for Impact, which is maybe 100,000. No offense, Impact, but that's true, right? It's just their television distribution. (laughs) I don't even think it's their fault anymore. Yeah. So, Tony Khan did it, right? Showed it could be done. If you are a smart businessman, which we know Vince is, he may not be in touch with the times, but he's a smart businessman. Why would you join the bandwagon? You don't have to go under one umbrella. You don't have to swap championships if you don't want. But give the fans something to get excited over. They will generate the buzz for you. and You will bring in viewers. Yeah, and and this is something where it benefits everyone. Look, we love fantasy booking. We always have. It's always been something we have fun doing. But I'm not so sure this is fantasy anymore. I'm not so sure we're really that far off the mark. I feel like... Yeah, go ahead. WWE and AEW have already reached an agreement with um, allowing their AEW stars to show up on... Uh, videos, documentaries. That's right. So the door's open, right? So it's there. Now you just need somebody smart enough to pull this off and somebody then willing enough to pull it off. And if you get one of the two, I think you're good. Mm-hmm. Just think the build. You know, if this wall is definitely, you know, if the door is open, serves per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got legit chances of having Survivor Series matches for bragging rights. Holy crap. You know, like, you know, more than Raw versus SmackDown bullshit that nobody cares about. Um, that right. You know, like, you could have AEW versus Impact versus WWE. You know, like... <laughs> 
So, I mean, it's it's definitely intriguing. Um, it's odd that all of a sudden on the on the week that NXT releases half the people that were connected to Vince McMahon, I mean Triple H, and all of a sudden now the Forbidden Doors, you know, like what the hell? Hey, and one of those guys has been fired twice this year, last year rather, and that's Samoa Joe. It's the second time that guy's been fired. Well, I think this time is basically because he's hurt, and they're like, "All right, we we brought you back, but and we can't, you know." But I did hear talk that Triple H was in talks to bringing somebody back that was recently fired. So I'm willing to bet that's Regal. I I can't see William Regal being unemployed for very long. That's a guy whose legacy is going to put him wherever he wants to be. Well, I mean, if you look at Regal and you look at and you got to give it to Regal and to um, Road Dog, mm-hmm. you know, they know how to play the game. You know, Regal was at the. Co- hey, sis, are you FaceTiming me from home sense again? Saving money. That's my jam. What do we think? Outdoor dining set or wicker lounge set? Since your signature dish is a margarita, go with lounge. Okay, I am so ready for this party. It's been too long. Wait, go back. Show me those pretty ceramic plates. They're melamine. Even you can't break them. Look, these cute cushions match my Is that my shirt? Outfit your outdoors. Have it today at HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Company forever. And he first, he came out and said, listen, I'm not going to badmouth the company. He's like, I'm not going to do it. He's like, they saved my life. Mm-hmm. They gave me a job when nobody else wanted to. And you know what? Time it is a changing. Well, they did. They, they could have come out. He could have come out and been like, well, fuck you. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, screw you. You've always done this to me. I put you where you're at. You know, blah, blah, blah. But I will say that if WWE's not one to pick him up, uh, there better be another company picking him up quick. Man's got knowledge. I'll put it to you this way. WWE has made some stupid hires and some stupid fires. There's no doubt. But easily, easily we could see Steven Regal, Lord Steven Regal, on AEW announcing blood and guts, as only he can do. Blood and Guts, for those of you that aren't officially initiated with AEW, is, of course, AEW's take on war games. So, come on. I mean, you got to have that. Not to mention the fact that if you've got Dean Malenko, Jerry Lynn, Billy Gunn, all of these veterans backstage, Arn Anderson, of course, Tully Blanchard, Regal doesn't have a role that he could play there? Absolutely he does. Absolutely. <coughs> I will say, I mean, Tony Khan's got money. He spent money on Dumber. Well, well, in the words of CM Punk, he spent Tebow money. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I think you're going to start to see the wave of the first contract. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of the dead weight is probably about to be cut loose. That's a, a good segue, Brian. Who in that first set, if you had to make a decision, because there's so many people on that roster, and none of them are poor talents, by the way. But if you got to make that, that set of cuts, who do you cut? Well, it's not so much cut, right? It's you're going to let their contracts expire, right? Yeah. Because, you know, as a new company, you need to bring in talent to get you to get your product out, right? Mm-hmm. But you can see almost like an evolution taking place with AEW, right? So we're going to now to more more wrestlers right pro wrestlers mm-hmm. that style whether it's hard style or you know whatever right some of the comedy acts are disappearing yeah. right they're still they may still feel dark and uh, oh lord elevation uh, there we go uh yeah whatever uh yes right <laughs> so they may still appear on them yeah. But there are some that haven't even appeared on TV in quite a while, right? So one of the rumors is Marco Stunt is gone, right? Once his contract runs out. Now, he's not going to – I mean, I don't think I'll miss him either, right? But, again, he this is, this is what people are forgetting, right? When the company starts, I need talent, mm-hmm. right? I can't get big-name talent because they're tied up elsewhere but I still got to put bodies in there. Right. Oh, they're bloated. They're, 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 their roster is so big. You don't even get to see them. Okay, great. You don't get to see them, but what happens if they get, do they get a second contract or does he be, you know, get the reputation like the one up North? Oh, we're just going to cut them. Right. Not we're put them on TV fire. at all. Just let them go. Right. Oh, you let the contracts run out. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't re-sign them. They can go wherever they're going to go. They're going to be always known as AEW star, superstar, whatever. So they're going to make money. They're still going to be able to make money. There's that. And there's also the, the different role players that you had there when they first started off. I mean, Joey Janela is a perfect example of that. If, if Joey Janela doesn't come on board, think of all the talents that they don't necessarily get to sign. Because Janela was in tight with Sonny Kiss, was in tight with the best friends. So every signing that they had, there's there's more than just the basic logic behind it. So if you let Janela's contract go, because to me, that'd be one of the ones I'd probably let expire. <laughs> Have him come in and work dark like he has been on occasion. Sonny Kiss, same way. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with either talent. Maybe not my cup of tea, but... All the same, to your point, they can still help to elevate other talents. They can still come in and get, you know, a payday when they want to work. And they can still go and do their independent dates and end up making more money because mm-hmm. of them being former AEW superstar so and so. And with I mean, I just think it comes down to the fact that like like we've talked about, at a time every company has a moment where they move past certain things. Yeah. You know, we've seen it in ever. We've seen it in other ones. You know, we've seen other ones that get tag team heavy because they want to talk about tag teams. Then they forget about tag teams and they start making up tag teams. You know, um, 
same thing. I mean, I just don't, I don't, no, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like looked at as, oh, well, you know what, you couldn't cut an AEW. It's just, there's not a spot for you right now. You know what I mean? Right. And one thing that I'm noticing in AEW with dark and elevation and everything, like their matches are starting to carry over. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it used to be the shows were all different. But I noticed the main shows anyway are starting to carry over, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's it's like it's like Brian said. I mean, it's time to just like you know, just let the people have on their banners when they're at the indie shows or whatever. You know, AEW superstar. Bye. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I like Matt Hardy. You know. But you have you bring him in as Matt Hardy, you know that he's doing though he's doing the broken gimmick. Then he's big money Matt, and now he's big money Matt. Matt Brandt, Matt what the Hardy? Like what? What are we doing? Right. <coughs> so. Yeah, but I, I, he's not one I would let go though. I mean, I wouldn't let him go. No, I'm just saying like. The water's getting muddy, muddy on some some people, but um, there's other ones that you're like, you see, um, every once in a while, you're like, oh, you're still employed? What, what? I feel like with, especially with Dark, it's a situation where YouTube did a great job getting that exposure for these folks. But now that we're starting to see people develop, I wouldn't say faster, just more consistently. Um you have potential for, I don't know if they do it right away, probably in a couple of years, like a Saturday morning show, like a uh, power hour used to be, or main event used to be. Mm, you have potential for it you know, somewhere down the road. That's too much. Too much. You, think- you have to get rid of a show. I mean, because you have, you have a show on Monday, you have a show Tuesday, you have a show Wednesday, you have a show Friday. Do you think AEW should put on another <laughs> hour or two? Sometimes I wish that they would have a third hour of Dynamite or a second mm. hour of Rampage. I mean, I know there it's it, it's. I don't no. want to see it oversaturate, but I do want to see the product at at full strength. What full strength looks like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think they know. end perfect because it keeps you wanting more. And maybe that's it. Maybe you're right, because it, it truly does. I mean, when Rampage is over, I'm like, damn, I want to see something else. You know what I mean? So maybe you're right. You know, like, I think that they've got the programming down. I think the problem we've had with Raw and SmackDown for years is they're just too long. Because mm-hmm. we've all we've talked about this for years. Like, they shoved so much programming. And mm-hmm. now I'm sitting in here going, all right. They could have done this in two. What the hell? You know? Right. Well, I mean, look, like, SmackDown is a prime example of that for me, right? A few weeks ago, they had less actual wrestling on that show than one match in AEW, right? It was under 15 minutes of pro wrestling. And I haven't counted a Raw. But if Raw follows the same formula, I don't want to sit there and watch two hours and 45 minutes of some convoluted soap opera. 
You see what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where AEW differs, and that's where I think they found a good mix, and I think that's why Rampage works at an hour. Would I like to see it? Yes, but we get plenty of good matches on Rampage. I don't think we need to water it down. No, and that would be a fear. I would never want to see them water down their product. It, it, I absolutely want to see them do what it takes to bolster it, you know, to keep building it up, not necessarily water it down. So <clears throat> maybe that's it. Maybe that's the key is for me, to, for there to be that constant discussion of, hmm, do we need another hour or show or no? And then you constantly kind of tiptoe on that line, keep that razor's edge where people truly do want. Yeah, well, let's see something else. Let's see more. So that way well, when you bring it back, you've got something they wanted to see still. Yeah, but the problem with adding is you have to, you have to hope that they would keep the same wrestling format. Right, right. An hour gives them plenty of opportunity to come up with some straight up soap opera. Mm-hmm. And just like the WWE, the more they started doing it, the lo- the more they put time into it. And now we're down to 15 minute matches on a two hour show. 15 minutes worth of wrestling on a two hour show. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Well, I think they also, if they if they would do every once in a while. You know, like every couple months, it's like, oh, we're going to rampage is going to be, you know, two hours tonight. So much, you know, things like that would pique your interest. Mm-hmm. Not here we go. A two hour. It's every week, three hours every week, because we've seen it for years that. I mean, when it was truly live and we were watching it live, how many times did we watch Nitro and you could tell when that third hour started, everybody went to sleep. Oh, yeah, it was phoned in time. Like, even, you know? even the main event segments was like, ugh, can we just go home? Like, how many times do the wrestlers have, like, they had to go wake up the ones in the main event? Like, you're in the main event, dude, get out there. Huh? Yeah. And it can was, we just say RK no, okay? Like, I'm just done with RK, bro. Are you just now starting to watch Raw? Yes, I'm fast forwarding it through the bad, the bad Boo Man Chew that Randy Orton's gotten, and the Skater Boy should have been hit with a surfboard. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, I won't tell you the result of the match. I'll just let you watch. No, it's gonna be Randy Orton. I mean, Randy Orton's gonna be like, I'm gonna hold this belt until I don't want to. Ha ha! Because I'm Randy Orton. Because I'm healthy, and you don't want me to tiptoe on the Ric Flair, John Cena ter- circuit of title changes. Mm, I think something tells me he's probably getting close to the end. Uh, I'm I'm kind of on on your side on that. I think he might actually be nearing retirement. That'd be mm-hmm. nice. He's done. I mean, he's done everything he can do. Yeah, I guess he could go after Flair's record, but. I don't There's see no him point. really wanting to. Yeah. I mean, besides his egoness that he's, you know. Well, but would the company let him do it? <coughs> Which I would have to say is probably a strong no. No, I think if they have anybody break Flair's record, it's going to be Charlotte. If if they go after that story, and I think right now they're so disenfranchised with Ric Flair, they're oh, crap. just not doing anything. I was wrong. 
<laughs> Breaking news. New Raw Tag Team Champions, the Alpha Academy, defeated Rated RK Bro. Or Rated RK Bro. Ha ha. Get RK out of here. Did they really? Yeah, they did. They did. I'm, I didn't really catch the finish. I've been going from back and forth between tabs. So I'm not sure exactly what happened. But I do so, know that so they won. So let's break it down for you, okay? They broke up Heavy Machinery because they wanted Otis in the singles role. Yep. They broke up America Alpha, Alpha Males, or American Alpha, whatever the hell they were, because they wanted, they didn't want Gable it, you know, and now they put him back in a tag team and they win a title. Okay, whatever. I'm not mm. supposed to notice that, people. Keep moving on. Notice what? <laughs> it's only smoke and mirrors, Rob. It's only smoke and mirrors. And holy shit, they still have the U.S. title? It still exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little dusty. It's a little dusty, but it's still there. So is the Intercontinental title. Believe it or not, it's still on SmackDown. Man. Guess Until WrestleMania. Bring it this week. <coughs> Ryan, did you just say until WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. All right, now you got to share. What are you thinking here is going to happen at Mania? Well, I mean, so it was fun to talk about the Forbidden Door, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was kind of fun to talk about that, but something tells me that we may have a title unification match in our in our not too distant future. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down there, sir. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, it's with... With Raw and SmackDown lately, the brands intermingling as much as they have with Roman and Brock going back and forth. And I, I feel like we're about to see the brand extension or brand split, whatever the hell they call it this week. I think it's coming to an end. Um, yeah. It's going to end gonna... with Brock versus Roman. At and WrestleMania for the titles, yeah. What's that, like the uh, sixth time? No, not, not at Mania. It's like the third time. It's still don't need it. Don't need it. Well, I think that's what you're going to get. Well, it's like CM Punk said. You go right ahead and go to where the grass is greener for the buy one, get one free on night four. There you go. (laughs) Great pump promo, by the way. Just stellar. Him and MJF are doing some of the best mic work right now in the business. Oh, yeah. So, 
with with the talk of the Forbidden Door comes the the other big story. And uh, we're going to go to the, the WWE side of things. Okay, so Freddie Prince Jr. does an interview with Chris Van Vliet on YouTube. And he essentially talks about his time as a writer for WWE. Freddie Prince Jr., that's right. The guy from I Know What You Did Last Summer, Summer Catch, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. That's Michelle Mr. Geller's Michelle, Mr. Michelle Geller. Yeah, yeah. So apparently he was a writer <laughs> for WWE. By the way, John Cena and him didn't get along. Big shock. Anyway, in his interview, he, he gets some information out there that just kind of – it didn't really surprise me except the, the part about WWE was positioning themselves to be sold. We already kind of knew that to Fox. That was kind of an assumption at the time when they were negotiating. But the thing is they wanted – too much money how much money does wwe think they could have gotten since they already got a billion dollar television deal from fox yeah but so right now you're talking the wwe is probably on the level of one of these pro football teams probably on one of the high-end pro football teams that I would guess to say if you were going to buy it, you would have to fork out probably 4 to $8 billion. Holy snikes. 4 to $8 billion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, definitely. that's Microsoft money right there. That's well, Disney think- money. <laughs> All he got to do is keep going to the Middle East, and he can he can bomb in the U.S. and go to the Middle East and make money. Hasselhoff for the wrestling world. <laughs> They're over in Japan. <laughs> They're over in Germany. <laughs> I don't know if they would ever be over in Japan. Maybe Germany. I think they'll always have a niche in Japan because of how extremely different they are from New Japan. I don't think they would ever draw on the level that new japan draws because once you get the novelty of that type of wrestling out of the way it, it what, what you're going to draw probably two million people <laughs> watching in your country you know it's it's going to probably be a similar number they will Mm-mm. sell out every small little european country that's featured in hallmark movies <laughs> in hallmark <laughs> all right <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I do not think they would draw two million in Japan. You don't think they'd have that as far as viewership? I don't think they have that following in Japan. I think WWE's bread and butter is U.S., Canada, and Europe. Right. Like in Australia a little bit. I I do not think they have a big following in Japan. They've never – focused on that like all your wrestlers would have to go off and do something else down there it was never really associated with the wwe you know i mean granted they did what was it they did thailand and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but like your mainland japan nah well so here this is this would be my point right when hulk hogan went over there you know what hulk hogan had to do hulk hogan had to wrestle Mm mm-hmm he didn't do the same five moves. Right. <laughs> he had to wrestle. Yeah, Rob's right. Not the same five moves. 
you go watch a Hulk Hogan match in Japan, you can see he could wrestle because mm-hmm. they made him wrestle. In the mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it would be no different. If you went over there with sports entertainment, they wouldn't even turn on the channel. And I think it's because in the, excuse me, um, in the Japanese culture, you know, they look at wrestlers like we look at basketball players. Mm-hmm. You know, in their culture, wrestlers are LeBron James. You know, those type people. So you bring Seth Rollins over there. You bring Roman Reigns over there. And they try that same bull crap. Well, Roman Reigns, let's say Roman Reigns comes over there with his little stooges. I mean, his brothers or cousins. Um, they try that. Oh, they're going to get knifed in the parking lot. <laughs> Damn. That's well, I mean, I mean, I mean, look at their serious, women's division. Look at the women. Mm-hmm. They wrestle. They beat the crap on each other. You think the Oscar the... doesn't come around much anymore because she smacked everybody up. <laughs> That's true. She did pretty well kick everybody's ass. <laughs> the difference between the difference between Oscar and Nia Jax is Oscar's hurt you, but on purpose. Nia's hurt you on an accident because she's sloppy. <laughs> Out of all of the firings and releases that have happened over the past two years, the one person I honestly was not sad to see go was Nia Jax. I mean, I, I hopefully she lands on her feet, and I'm sure she will, and I'm sure she'll do something great. So as a person, it doesn't mean that I dislike, uh, you know, a member of the the Fatu family. I believe their last name is Fatu. Um, but as a performer, yeah, please just don't come back. Halen Felwell, Nia Jax. <coughs> Nia Jax is right where she needs to be on the unemployment line. She'll, I have mm. a feeling that she'll pick up somewhere. Like she may do a couple of one-off spots in Impact or something, but I feel like she's pretty well done. I will be surprised if she's not one of the other entrances for the, the Rumble. No, I think the Rumble's already. I think the poster shows them all. I have to go back and count, but I'm pretty sure the poster <laughs> has them all, including Charlotte. I'm going to pull up the uh, Royal Rumble 22 Listen, card so far here. Nia's problem is she wasn't trained properly and rushed through the system. Oh, completely agree there. Yeah. And that occurred because of her, her family. I personally think that if Charlotte or any champion enters the Rumble, that any time that they are thrown out, the belt goes to the person who throws them out. But I agree with you on Nia. I was already in my mind talking in my head. So Nia was a perfect example of who she knew. Not what she could do, but who she knew. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to send Keith Lee back down, like that quick, he comes up what a week or two. Up, oh, up. No, you need more training, and you let Nia do that bullcrap for years. It's not about the training; it's about who her family is. Mm-hmm. God, imagine being that stupid to tell Keith Lee, "Hey, you need to go back to training. Go back <laughs> to school." Like, really? Have you noticed all the other people we've they've cut in WWE, but who hasn't been cut? 
Who's in NXT? Mm. Is The Rock's daughter still in NXT? Uh, yes, I think she's still on a developmental deal. I'm not yeah. positive of that, but I, I will say that I think so. Mm. You might have to check that one, too. Her name Simone, right? Simone. Looking it up right now. I do know he owns the XFL with his ex-wife, though. And they're supposed to be coming back next year. Mm-hmm. Could be interesting. I wonder if The uh, Rock ever like shows up on the wrong movie set and starts quoting lines. You know, he's got so many movies, like he just shows up. <clears throat> I don't know why we were going to get on Jumanji. You're not on Jumanji, man. You're on King Kong 2. Oh, shit. As of May of 2020, she was still under contract. I'm just pulling up the uh, info right now. So while I'm doing that, um, let's see here. A couple of Talk quick hits. Yourself, no. <laughs> A couple of quick hits here. How about, uh, how about the Jurassic Express, I was trying to get the tag team name, winning the tag team championship this past week on Dynamite in what I thought was a really good tag match between them and the Lucha Brothers. I, I wasn't honestly expecting them to win. Although, I don't think, I don't know if they were supposed to win. Well, that's, that's the question because the way that Phoenix lands through that table spot, um, you know, thank God it was just a dislocated elbow and not something even worse. But that might go down in history as one of the nastiest injuries I've ever seen in professional wrestling. I mean, I thought it looked gross. I was glad that they didn't put a lot of attention to time on it. They just kind of looked at it and moved on, you know? Right. Sorry, Brian. I cut you off. I didn't say nothing. But I kind of feel like they saw what was going on. Mm-hmm. They kind of saw because maybe like Ray Phoenix, like maybe like Penta was in the ring. It's like, oh, shoot, he ain't coming back in here, you know? Because um, they could easily just win it back next week when he, or whenever he's better, you know? And I kind of like the booking like that. If that, that's how, really, really truly what happened, that makes more sense than them winning and then coming out next week going, oh, well, you know? Because now the belt's still relevant and it's out there. And yet another figure collection that you can have next series of figures that'll come out with a belt. Well, all the tag teams come with belts now. <laughs> it's just you everybody's a, a champion. <laughs> uh, as of right now, Series 35, Simone Johnson is not listed on the WWE roster page. So she may just be, uh, there's <laughs> an entry for vacant. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's funny. <clears throat> no, as of right now, she's not listed on the, uh, on the page. So perhaps she's no longer under developmental. Yeah. I thought I saw something not too long ago or maybe last year or something, but but I'm sure you know, she can find training elsewhere and take another stab at it. 
Wouldn't surprise me to see her turn up somewhere else. Um, my understanding of anything I had read was that she was certainly apt for the uh, athletic parts of it. It has plenty of charisma. They just, she's awfully young. <coughs> oh. I say she was 18. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you also have to remember, too, this is this was when the WWE's plan was to just hire anybody off the, you know, mm-hmm. off the indies. And we're not going to develop nobody. Yeah. And then now it's, oh, no, we're going to develop everybody. Yeah, I mean, at one point, WWE had well over 150, 160 people, performers, wrestlers on their roster. And I you think and I, it was 200. Yeah, and and we all know that they have maybe a rotating cast of 30 yeah. <laughs> on their TV show. So let's not uh, – we're not going to go but so far on that. Well, it's like the ones where they show you, you know, they show all the people, unsadly, if something happens or something, they pull the talent out from the back of their – you know, ever sit on the ring. I'm like, you realize that – did that guy really get all geared up and taped up to stay in there? You know, like he's been sitting in the back since 4 o'clock this afternoon. All taped up, no place to go. <laughs> On another note, though, let's talk about how crazy it is that AEW finally had a match end in a disqualification. Yeah, um, let's let's set the scene properly. W uh, WWE, damn it, A- AEW. I almost said NXT. <laughs> damn it, AEW is. I- go ahead. I said I, I was getting ready to apologize. I did say disqualification, which probably just put you on the WWE track. Next thing you know, we're going to have rematches. It's going to get crazy. Yeah, it's going to get crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rematch so, rampage. That's right. So AEW's done a great job. With disqualification fun. dynamite. <laughs> I like that. DQ Dynamite. With, with uh, Punk and MJF, they've done a great job of keeping them away from each other, but keeping them at odds. And this past week, Brian, again, you called it, sir. Um, I want to say it was the week prior where Brian's texting us saying, watch, Punk will make him get his first loss. And I'm like, oh, that's that's unique. That's interesting. I did not see it coming. And sure as shit, this <laughs> past week, it's going to be the captain, Sean Dean, against MJF. And it was interesting because they, they mentioned it was a mystery opponent. For MJF. So they really teased it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So so there's Sean Dean. He's standing there in the ring. Punk's got the mic after he sprinted to the ring. Punk, I'm a huge fan of you, sir. Please stop sprinting to the ring. I'm fearful for your knees. <laughs> it reminds me of Shawn Michaels. Remember back in like 05, 06 when Michaels would try to run? Yeah, but he couldn't run because his eyes were going wonky. He didn't know which way to go. That's fair, but he still looked bow-legged as hell. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but Punk comes down there, gets to the ring, cuts off Dean before they can really do any intro, and just goes after MJF. That's where the, you know, buy one, get one free on night four comment comes into play. Great promo. And then right as they're getting ready, he tells the referee to ring the bell. Why an outside combat- combatant can tell the referee, hey, ring the bell, I don't know. But the bell rings, and Punk kicks Dean in the gut and hits him with the go to sleep. Bingo, bango. Sean Dean gets the first win of 2022. MJF gets his first loss. 
of 2022. A losing record for MJF. Who'd have thought that would have happened? God, it's great. Isn't Dean, isn't he from Maryland Championship Wrestling also? Uh, I don't know if he is or isn't, but I believe we've seen him before. Yeah, I think we have. So good for him. Big win. Big win. <laughs> huge. Huge. He should be challenging for the TNT title next. <laughs> He'll always be that guy. Oh, man. Can you imagine if MJF doesn't lose ever again? Listen, if, if this guy, if this kid doesn't capitalize on that, right? Every mm-hmm. poster I appeared in outside of AEW would say MJF beaten. <laughs> I'm the man. One and O versus MJF. <laughs> I mean, forever. My entire career would now be based off of that fact. So, is this as big as when Barry Horowitz beat uh, Skip? Horowitz wins. Is it that big? This is Malky's uh, Midnight Express big. Oh my gosh! Wow, yeah. Malky big. Yeah, this is Malky Mania big. I'm telling you, if I was him, any date from this point forward, if they put me on a poster, I would have Captain 1, MJF 0. <laughs> and I would run it for the rest of my career. Or the t-shirt, I beat MJF. Yep, uh, uh, something. You know that stuff would sell. It would put him over so much. He would make so much money on it, kid, if you're listening. Get it done. Oh, I mean, you got to. You got to at least try it. Go ahead, turn heel. I beat MJF. <laughs> you know, yep. do that because you got to you got to strike while the iron's hot, and this is a great moment for him to make some money. Yep. I would be blasting MJF on Twitter to make sure he responds to me the whole nine yards. I would MJF. be on it. MJF is uh, extremely attentive on Twitter. If he if he sees something where he's been mentioned, he goes off. And he I lets would no I would. one get any peace. Yep. <laughs> Suck it, MJF. I'm not. <laughs> I, I would pull the whole Rocky thing. We're never going to wrestle again. I'm always going to be one and zero. Ain't gonna be no rematch. <laughs> ain't gonna be no rematch. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> you know what's going to happen though, don't you? Yes, they're going to turn it around, and Punk's going to get to wrestle him, and MJF's going to do it to Punk. Well, that that would be great because that just makes that feud even better. Or <laughs> MJF and Wardlow are going to find Sean Dean in the back and Sean's not walking out. <laughs> That's going to be ugly. It's going to be swift and brutal. <laughs> There's going to be nah, many power bombs. If you give the kid half the rub, you might as well just go and give him the full rub and let him beat Punk too. Oh, my gosh. But for Punk, let it be a by pinfall. Let it be by roll-up. <laughs> the roll-up of doom. <laughs> it used to be used to be super kicks. Then it was the Canadian Destroyer. And then it was the spot where somebody's going to dive from the top rope to the outside where everybody just stands there to catch him. Now but it's the was... roll-up. It's the roll-up of doom. What was – was that – didn't Jungle Boy hit that Canadian destroyer off Luchasaurus' shoulders? Yes, yes, and that was oh, ridiculous. I've okay, so there's a lot of different things that 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 match was just like, what the hell? 
Like, why? Not that it was bad, but just, like, they were already having a great match. They really didn't have to up it that level. They sure as shit did. Like, three different times, including the table spot. Phoenix never had to go through that table. That never had to happen. And I I will be very disappointed if Alex Abrahantes does not get held responsible for that injury. In storyline, I mean. No, 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 no. You can't do that yet. He's going to go can't on the mic. He's going to be saying, Penta says, and boom! Penta's going to drop him. No, not yet. Not yet. Too early. Too early. Way too early. You got to wait for Phoenix to come back, too. I... Mm. So... Watching the watching that matchup, first off, I was so happy to see Jurassic Express win because we've talked about it. the The ceiling for that tag team it's it's kind of limited. You know, we we didn't really expect them to win the tag titles, at least not right yet. We had never mentioned it, in fact. But if it did happen, that's probably going to be as much as he's my favorite luchador. Probably going to be Luchasaurus's main title win, and for Jungle Boy until they split, it's going to be his 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 ceiling. So I really didn't see it coming. I'm happy for him, and I'm extremely excited to see the result. But uh, I again, it's one of those moments where now you've got. I did like what they did at the end, where all the tag teams come out on the on the ramp, and they're like they're not clapping like way to go. They're like, okay, we see you. Now we want to see who's next. Like it was a your your bullseye on your back just got huge. That was how that felt. Rob. Hello, Rob. Is he is he still here? Uh, he is. He's he's got himself muted, so I can only assume he's oh, either busy okay. or coughing. So I was gonna give Rob the opportunity to correct you on something, but I'll do it. Okay. Luchasaurus is not a luchador. He is a He's just some goofy-looking dude <laughs> with tattoos back. behind a dinosaur mask. He is, first off, wrestling's only dinosaur, period. Good secondly, secondly, he's a luchador. You can't do what he does. He's extremely agile. More like a goofador. He's got a more like a goldador because he's holding the belt. For a hot second. So, okay, who's the tag team that takes the titles off of Jurassic Express? Off? Yeah. I think it's the House of Black. Uh, okay, so Brody King has been signed to AEW is the big rumor. Mm-hmm. And Malachi Black has already been teasing it. I am mm-hmm. getting um, a little tired of the lights going off all the time, though. Enough of that. It, it's all foreshadowing, my man. Great. So six times in a show, we need the lights to blink off. Yes, because on the seventh time, there's going to be King. <sighs> if this week the lights go out and he doesn't show up, that's it. I'm turning well, he, my black off on my TV. I think he's already said two new members are coming this Wednesday. So who else? Brody King seems to be like the obvious one, but who else? Is it Julia Hart, you think? Yeah. I, I will say so. this, even though the ending of their match between Malachi and Brian Pillman Jr., the ending was kind of clunky, 
I honestly felt like they had a great matchup until the end. Uh, I just think I think Malachi's just is uh, a different speed than he's used to. Yeah, I think that's where the clunkiness comes in. A year down the road, I think they those two can have a great match. I felt like Pillman had a good showing for himself. He really looked good. It was just that that ending where he tries to slingshot himself for the air Pillman, and it just didn't work. It just it was like, eh, no. And it would have actually looked better, I think, if if Black had hit the uh, fade to black or whatever he calls it now, the black mass, like while he's flying towards him, just bam, leveled him right out of midair. Kicked him in the head out of midair. Yes. Oh my lord. He's trying to get that boy killed. We, we just saw the man's arm go backwards and then come back. He can he can recover. He'd be fine. With a concussion, maybe. Ah, it ain't ballet. Oh <laughs> Come on, man. It ain't ballet. But we, yeah, so uh, we watched at a time where chair shots hit people square on the head. <laughs> we're men were men, be, damn it. <laughs> listen, men were men. Uh, yeah, but y'all, you just gotta, you gotta remember though with the light thing, cause I know there's a lot of people upset over this, right? It's when the lights go out and they come back and it's Brody King. That's what, that's what they're playing with. The lights need to go out and then it needs to come back up. And you know who it needs to be? It needs to be the Rotunda. Disco <laughs> well, oh, okay. Lord. Yes. Yes. That would be funny if, if Disco was there. <laughs> he starts the lights doing go the out. <laughs> And then they come back. Malachi, you can see Malachi hitting the black mask. Lights go out. Yeah. Come back. There's no disco. (laughs) (laughs) Now, see, that'd be good. That'd be good TV. Have him just doing the dance and the lights come up, you know? He's as goofy as hell as he always was. About all he was good for. And then you have Malachi, bam! Black mask right on his face. God, I I mean, I have seen some jaded people in my time, right? You know, watching this and, and reading the the, the forms yeah. and stuff like that. But he's he is like worse than Booker T is. He is so angry. Yeah. That, that's what I get at it. Like Cornette, you know what Cornette's deal is. He he wants people to talk. You know, Jim Ross, same thing. But Disco comes on Conan's show and he just sounds so bitter. Dude, you had <laughs> you had what you had because of other people. <laughs> recognize it, accept it, and keep it moving. Yeah. So, like, for, with Cornette, right, nine times out of ten, Cornette is going to make sense if you pay attention to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Right? Nine times out of ten. There's, there's a lot of times I don't agree with him. Right. But there's a lot of times I don't agree with him that if I read it, it does make sense, though. Yeah. Right? But, oh, Disco... I mean, he is just like, like he can't get over that somebody stole his prom date from him <laughs> during the prom, and he's fifty years old living in his mom's basement. It shook him up that bad. He's got Daniel Larusso problems. No, no, no. It's, it, what's what's the movie where the dude at the end has a kill list and he's putting on the makeup and what, what <laughs> oh, Steve Buscemi and uh, yes. Oh, damn it! Yeah. Is it, um. It's, it's Happy Adam, Gilmore, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one, yeah. That's Disco. <laughs> Man, am I glad I called that guy. <laughs> yeah. And I hope somebody tells him I said it. Jeez, oh, 
flip. You better Get not. off of it. He'll show up at your house with a rifle <laughs> freaking lipstick for you. <laughs> and as soon as you got the door, I'm going to pop it open, hit the old John Travolta. Be like, let's dance, buddy. <laughs> He's going to be like, are you Brian Taylor from corner to corner? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Let's dance. You're going to be the next Selena, man. That's what you're going to be. <laughs> no, I, I mean, this guy, I mean, like, oh, the popcorn. I think the popcorn at AEW is not salted properly. You know, there's supposed to be one cup of pure sea salt, according to regulations, but I, they put too much butter. What are you talking about? Wait, he actually said something about the popcorn? No, no, no. no I was going to say, sure geez, probably will now you got me. You suckered me in on that. Not fair. I'm like, who's talking about the butter? <laughs> Give Disco long enough, he'll he'll talk about fucking popcorn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rob did it first. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, But, I mean, literally, like, Booker T comes out of every, like, once every third or fourth week, Booker T says something stupid out of his mouth. Right about AEW, right? Because he's he's towing the company line, right? So I okay, I got it. You're towing the company line. You know, you work for Vince on pay per views every third one. Right. Okay, don't make the man mad. Disco, you're not getting a job nowhere, bud. You're just an idiot. You sound like an idiot. Nobody pays attention to you. None of the big people talk about you. Conan probably feels sorry for you. And bring I, you on the show. I agree because I mean, he. Why else would he be there unless somebody was like, "Yeah, I got to give him something to do." He's the guy Conan called once. It's like, damn. <laughs> you ever watch the Big Bang Theory? <clears throat> yeah, every now and again. And they watched. They invited the comic book guy somewhere. Oh, and he just kept going up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Conan probably invited him over to watch a pay per view, and it's just like, you won't leave. <laughs> And that's and that's actually giving the comic book guy from Big Bang Theory a bad name. I enjoyed that character, so <clears throat> I don't enjoy Disco. I didn't enjoy him when he was semi relevant. If he was ever relevant, if ever there was relevance on his name, it was because of guys like Kevin Nash who let him be on TV with him. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, come on, do the Disco thing, whatever, yeah. I'm going to go get a beer. When I come back, you better be out of there. <laughs> That's what I think of when I see Disco Inferno. I think of a guy like, uh, not even La Parca, because La Parca's respected. Just a guy that gets just not knocked out of him by anybody who's watching just because, eh, we need somebody to beat up. We already he's that it. guy that goes to the party and does the dumb shit to get attention. And everybody's like, hey, man. And he thinks he's cool. Right. But everybody right. else is like, we're making fun of you to your face. The superhuman. Uh, you know, because you know they probably do that dance. They're like, "Hey, disco, go in the ring and do that dance you do when you're drunk." Hey, disco, you know, yeah, that that yeah, that's awesome. Those girls really like you. That's why they're going with you. Better be careful. Better be careful. We're gonna get mean tweets. At least they're talking about us. There you go. You think I'm worried about disco? No, I sure hope not. So some some things that come up on Twitter, sometimes they kind of throw us off, right? Sometimes you're like, what? How about the tweet between CM Punk inviting 
someone from New Japan, the Rainmaker, inviting him to the United Center one-on-one. Um, you know, as dream matches go, that might be pretty goddamn good. Okada and CM Punk. I would love to see that. I, I, I mean, you're talking about CM Punk. I figured you were going to prattle on a little bit longer before me or Rob changed the subject on you. Oh, ouch, ouch. I figured if it was Okada, at least in there, we'd get at least another minute or two. Yeah, no, don't give up. Don't give up so easy. CM Punk. I can't help yeah, it. He's doing things that are making everybody pay attention. What do you want me to do? Well, we've already met our CM Punk quoter for today. Damn it! <laughs> um, I thought I thought you'd be totally useless after Brian said that he was he thought the CM Punk should be out the third, you know, <laughs> the the Forbidden Door. I thought you seriously have been like, I'm done. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, you know, when I said it, Stan was probably like, Holy Jesus! <laughs> Somebody else thought the same thing I've been salivating over. I mean, it's one of those, it's like, it's like saying, uh, I don't know. It, it It's one of those storylines that could never happen, but if it did, would be cool. Like, I just don't think it'll ever happen, but at the same time, it does kind of crazy make sense that it could. Just a weird, wacky I, world of pro wrestling. Listen, if, 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 for either, like, to put something like that together would be huge. Yeah. It would have to be the biggest match of the year. I don't even know how else to describe it to that. You said it. You're, you said it best yourself, sir. That's it. End of show. Everybody have a great night. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys saw or read or heard any of the interview from Big Swole talking about her departure from AEW. And while I don't necessarily want to go into her thoughts on the uh, representation and diversity, because I feel like we would be the incorrect people to talk about that. I did want to talk about the response a little bit that came from Tony Khan. And not necessarily to say that he said the wrong thing. I just don't know if that's the right thing to do on public forum. Why would you want to go down that rabbit hole to me, is the question. Um, you still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just make sure I didn't cut it off. So he said what? She wasn't up to par? Basically put, his comment was, hey, I've got, and and I'll say the comment for how it was perceived. Hey, I've got two people of color on my management representation piece. And in addition to that, I let... Uh, Big Swole's contract expire because I didn't feel her wrestling was good enough. That's what he stated. And I so, felt like that just seemed like a dig that he didn't have to take. Especially not publicly. But is he the only person that's ever done it? Oh, certainly not. No, definitely not. He is definitely not the only person that's ever done it. Has it ever offended you when somebody else did it? Ah. Uh, you know, it has. What about Cam time, Newton, right? When Cam Newton did, they were like, we're not, we're just, we're getting rid of this crazy dude. Mm-hmm. What did the, did the Panthers come out and say anything? No, 
No, in fact, when they did say anything, it was always about it was it was factual stuff. It was about statistics, and that's what they relied to. Well, Cam's interceptions had gone up, his uh, play had degraded, and he had been injured. And that was the reason they got rid of him. And any time they were like questioned on cuckoo. it, may well be the case. But when it came to being questioned directly on it, uh, Marty Herney and then um, shoot, I can't remember the new owner's name, but basically put. They would go back to statistics into the fact okay. that he had been injured. So they didn't come out and say what Rob said, right? <laughs> that we got rid of him because we think you might be falling off the deep end. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. They said what? He they just, wasn't they kept up to, the facts. to par. Yeah, they kept to the facts. Okay, so from their perspective. So what did Tony Khan do? That's a valid point, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it that way, because he didn't necessarily lie. He didn't say anything that was glaringly like, she sucked. What he said was, I didn't think her wrestling was good enough. So That's a personal opinion, and also he's in a position of management. So if he says that, that's his company. Call. True. If you have but, a cook that ain't cooking, why are you going to keep him? Let's remember, right, what we what we were dis- discussing about Marco Stunt, mm-hmm. right? Where people were brought in to fill a role, right? But now there are there are other talents out there that are flashier, maybe better, or who knows, right? Mm-hmm. So she's not what he's looking for. That's no dig. Mm-hmm. She come out and said something off the wall that like literally makes no sense. There's no diversity in AEW. Are you kidding me? How? What percentage of the roster is Asian? What percentage is Hispanic? What percentage is Black? What percentage is uh, you know Middle Eastern? Mm-hmm. There's more diversity in that company that is seen on TV on a regular basis than any other wrestling company out there. Maybe Impact comes closest. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Tony Khan, how am I supposed to respond when I'm of a, 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 a I'm not a white guy owning the company? Right. My second in command is not white. My VP of whatever Brandy Rhodes does, not white. Right? Mm-hmm. I've had champions that weren't white. I've done what I'm, I, I have a transsexual, The uh, what, the first one? Second. Who was the first one? Oh, wait, You're, I know what you mean. Okay, no, I got you. First one that's ever won the women's championship. Gotcha. I got you. I'm with you. Yeah. I have an openly I'm talking about Shawn Michaels. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I mean, I have this. How am I not diverse? So I can agree with you on that and say that I feel like they have a pretty good amount of representation, but I don't know that I would be the appropriate person to qualify that. My thought process is. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Stop. Why can you not qualify that? Well, how how would you I be qualified l- to even make that assumption? Stan, 
it doesn't matter if you're white or black or Asian or Indian, whatever. You watch the program, right? Sure. Is it not diverse? Oh, absolutely it is. Uh, in my opinion, it definitely is. Do you see room Did for you, them on that program? You, you can what? formulate an opinion. Sure. Do you do you see room right now for Big Swole on that programming? No. I honestly don't. There you go. And the last and time she was in a program was Britt Baker. Either that or Diamante. I don't remember who was who was last. Now again, I'm not saying nothing about her wrestling. Right? But I do think she was wrong to call up diversity. Especially considering that there are a lot of people on that roster that are like, uh, I don't think so. Hobbs did it. Eddie did it. Leo Rush even backed down after he thought about it and took took a second look. Oh, I, I, I 100% think that Tony Khan called him out on it privately and said, what is this? And they had a heart-to-heart, uh, heart, we'll put it that way. Jade Cargill, right? We've all seen this coming, mm-hmm. right? She didn't win that because of what was said. She's been built for this since she debuted. Yeah. And that's that's where the question becomes, and again, this is not an indictment of, you know, Big Swole's wrestling ability. But the bottom line is, I mean, is it more sour grapes because she wasn't in Jade Cargill's position? No, I, is, I, you know what I mean? Who knows what the thought process is? But sure. it's easy nowadays to hop on a certain train. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with you. I hear you there. But in this case, to me, that train is not even on a track. It is sitting still with this company. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to what we said at the beginning, Stan. Like, when you said it's getting time for companies to start letting things go, I mean, wouldn't you rather them say, hey, go do something, you know, we don't have any room for you right now. You're not going to fit in what we got. Go hone your skills somewhere and come back. Mm-hmm. Or do what the other company does. Just keep them under contract till they're no longer relevant. Right. You know, like, at least they're like, and at least they're, they're honest. They didn't say, oh, it was budget cuts. Oh, it was because I don't think she's got it right now. Right. And, and to me, this is the difference, right? She didn't come out and call him a racist. No, she did right? not. She said there's no diversity in AEW. Who were your tag team champions last week? Mexican. Hispanics. Yeah, Lucha Brothers. I mean, there's diversity. Hobbs is being groomed for big things. Martin is being groomed for big things, right? Mm-hmm. She, to me, she jumped up on something she never should have. Well, I think Scorpio Sky said something like that. You know, he said something like, "I'm why am I not in this picture?" Da, 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 da. But you know, I think it's it's also what we're used to in society is so many people. But I mean. It's not a relevant discussion, I don't think. 
Well, it's it's one of those things where you can go about it from controlling your own destiny, like Scorpio Sky has done, and made the most of every televised opportunity he's had, which is part of the reason he stays on TV. It just is what it is. He has maximized his minutes, as Jim Ross likes to talk about a lot. Any chance he's had to be on TV, he's over-delivered and under-promised, basically. I, I don't think there's any argument for that. And I, I have to agree. I think that Powerhouse Hobbs, Dante Martin, those are two tremendous examples of guys that are busting their ass and working their way up quickly. Ricky Starks? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, get it? Absolutely. Ricky Starks, see what I did there? Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> I couldn't even quantify that. I could I couldn't give I couldn't justify that comment. I had to shut up after you said that. I figured you at least, you know, do do the chuckle or something, you know. Absolutely. No. absolutely. It's okay, man. You could do it. Mm. Give in. Mm. <laughs> but but again though, that, that's my issue with this, right? Mm-hmm. She's calling out diversity. It's a very diverse company. Right? And then for him to say, eh, she's not what we're looking for at the moment. <laughs> Her wrestling's not up to what I'm looking for. No, Nobody should get butt hurt over it. I bet you if you go back and look at the WWE tweets or on TV or whatever, you probably heard them say it too. I mean, we've heard a lot of things said on WWE TV before that we just keep giving them breaks for. There's definitely been a lot of things that have been said on TV one way or the other that have been like, what? How did they get a pass on that? Mm -hmm. It's a good point. Sorry. Didn't Didn't mean to pop your bubble. You're not popping my bubble. It's all conversation, sir. The hot air. Somebody understands bubble. Deflating. I didn't have a bubble to start with, so I'm not sure where you're going with that, but okay. Don't get bad. Don't get bad. Don't get bad. Well, I'm not the one that screamed shut up and stop. I I didn't do that. That was you. If anybody's getting mad. Who said shut up? I didn't say shut up. You say, stop, stop, put your hands I, I, I can see it, too. You probably put your hands up. But, your hands but again, though, you have an opinion. You can voice your opinion. You ain't got to be scared of it because it's sure. not anything racist here. Somebody said it's not diverse, mm-hmm. which is complete and utter bullshit. And then the owner of the company, ah, she's not up. She's not up to snuff. That's why she wasn't on TV. You got to learn to grow with these things. It's it is a it's been a hot button conversation piece ever since it came out last week, uh, maybe a week and a half ago. So it and it has generated many people responding, both agreeing with you and agreeing with her, and it's it's been very passionate. I, I respect all sides of it in that regard. I don't know that I would have gone about it in the same way that she did. I don't think it should have been in public forum in the first place. But that's just because it's more of a professionalism thing to me than anything else. I don't care how good or bad or indifferent she is in the ring. 
But if you're going to come out there and put comments like that out there in public forum, yeah, you're kind of opening yourself up and putting that big old bullseye right there on the chest for everybody to aim right, right for you. So and for, for your response, I would say, yeah, well, have at it. Because how else are you supposed to go through that and have that conversation unless you can identify, now, wait a minute, let's, let's call bullshit where we need to. Look at, just like you did, look at the roster, look at the television programs, and look at your up-and-comers. How can you say this? I think it's a valid argument. I think you have a, you make a good point. That's why my bubble, as you said, is <laughs> not deflating because it makes perfect sense. It's a conversation I'm glad we go over because I think that it's worth talking about if it's talked about in the right uh, point of view, perspective. <clears throat> so going from that, but kind of staying in a similar vein, what did you think of Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho? I didn't think it was going to go the way it did, but mm-hmm. I mean, I I was one of those that bought in from the beginning that it was going to be Ruby Soho's belt to lose, but yeah, same here. Um, I mean, it's a different outlook and different way to take it. Did did we pick that match? Uh, I don't remember if we picked it. I don't think we did because we didn't have the final set yet, even though they we were pretty well assuming it was going to be Jade and Ruby. Mm-mm. But I don't think we had it picked. <sighs> I, I mean, I think she's another one that needs more training. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely, and I don't think, I think we've all said this probably before, there's an upswing to her. Yeah, a there's big a big upswing. Yeah. yeah. So she's got this crazy look. Um, We can all get behind that bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so cool that I can say it like that and it refers to her, and that's how she says it. So. You got to make sure you um, say it like that, though, because if you don't say it like that, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Loses yeah. all the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That bitch. That bitch. <laughs> BTE today, uh, when they did that, was great. Yeah. But again, I, I mean, I, she's only had, what, 20 matches or something? I think less than that. Well, uh, no, I think it's right near twenty because yeah. she's like twenty and zero or twenty one and zero or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what she did prior to AEW. So, I mean, she can really be big here moving forward if I mean, they do it right. So. I'm just taking a look here. She had did a tryout for WWE back in 2019, which I didn't know that before. Um, And let's see here. She went to uh, Heath Slater's wrestling school. What year did she go? 19? 2019. She's been training since 19. That is super young in her wrestling career to be at this elevated of a position. Wow. She debuted last March. Yeah. Damn. And again, I, I think she's right around the 20 mark, undefeated. Mm-hmm. And again, she just, she needs more time. 
sometimes she can, I think, move faster than what she should be moving and mm-hmm. get sloppy. Because I'm not going to say it was a great match. I mean, there were points that were okay, but there were other points that were a little sloppy. But Yeah, I mean, the, the hesitance for her to go up to that second rope for the, I don't know what she calls her finish, but it's basically that uh, double chicken wing slam. Um, you could see she was uneasy there, but when they went back to the other corner, she was more comfortable and confident with it. I was actually worried that, and, and this is a testament to Ruby's, you know, how she, how well she sells. Uh, I actually thought her shoulder was hurt. I thought she had re-injured herself. Well, if you go back and rewatch it, right? Mm-hmm. When she goes to climb to the third turnbuckle, yeah. you can clearly see Ruby tell her no. Oh. And then she comes back down. Huh. Because either Ruby's not ready for it, or she didn't think she was going to pull it off. But if you go back and watch it, I mean, there's a clear and definite no. And then she comes back down to the second rope. By the way, uh, Jade Cargill's win-loss record overall, 23-0. and 0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she'll be just like Britt. The longer she's at it, the better she's going to get, the more improvement she's going to make. And this time next year, everybody, she's going to be the big thing. We're going to be like, Britt, who? Oh, that bitch replaced her. (laughs) (laughs) So overall win-loss record, this is nuts. Ranked number two as of uh, three days ago. Wardlow overall forty and six. Mm-hmm. Ranked number. Did he? Go ahead. Oh no no no! Wardlow's. Where'd you say he was ranked? He's ranked number two, under two. Adam Cole. Yeah. Although I imagine that's going to shift a little bit when we get to Dynamite because um, Cody's out. Sammy Guevara just won the, the interim title. Um, I'm sure the rankings are going to look like crap from that. But uh, like Adam Cole is eleven and four, Danielson is thirteen two and two. Uh, I'm con- I'm confused. What did he lose the first time? Hmm? It shows he's got two losses. That's, that's that's gotta be wrong. Yeah, that's gotta be a typo because he's only because he ties ties Kenny. He ties Paige. Loses in the rematch. And they lose the rematch, yeah. Yeah. Um, ranked at number four, at overall of 52 and 16, is Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. And, to further prove a point, at number five, 1-0 and on this year, 35 and 16 overall is Powerhouse Hobbs. Another big star in the making. With him, I, I think he, what has served him best is he's been willing to, to kind of take a backseat where needed and just follow the lead of a guy like Ricky Starks, who's a more comfortable and more confident. I think he's going to ultimately be he, – he'll be that powerhouse, not not to mess with the pun there, but he'll be that guy that kind of could stand opposite Wardlow. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been a fan of his since the first time I saw him. I mean, I was all over him the first time I saw him. You've been talking him up since day one. I got to give you that. That is legit. That's the truth. I'm I'm behind my man Powerhouse Hobbs. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Let's see. Hey, the the best overall record in the women is... (laughs) Hold on, don't say it. Let's take a guess. Rob, you got a guess? <laughs> no, no guess. I mean, guess and say that's not a guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say Rio. Surprisingly, no. No. The best overall record, but she's only ranked fourth. Don't ask me how this works. At fifty. Very good. At fifty and nine is Ty Conti. Get out of here! What kind of BS is that? How does she still not have a title? This is crap. This is bull crap. She has a title. <laughs> Sammy's girl. <laughs> Listen, not everybody makes up at once, right? Uh, I'm shocked she hasn't gotten it, though. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take a nice, refreshing Coca-Cola. <sighs> I'm trying nice. to get that Coke money. You know what? Coca-Cola you must be getting money. something because that refreshing, wonderfully crisp sound you have on that on that headset is so refreshing this week as well, sir. And how are you hearing us, by the way? I am curious of that. Oh, it's a new headset. So it's Works clear. great. Perfect. See, that's beautiful. Well, no, I won't say it's perfect because it is your voice, so your voice is very screechy. I've been told I have the voice of an angel, sir. No, no. no, no. (laughs) You have the body of a beach angel, maybe. But not the voice of an angel. Do do angels get beached? I just didn't know that. Whales get beached, but, you know, some people call them the angels of the sea. You bastard! Um, What were were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Sammy's girl. Sammy's girl. (laughs) Uh, You know. She's got to be older than him, though, right? Uh, Probably a lot older, maybe. Five, I five truly years have older, no maybe? idea. <laughs> Anybody who ever looks at my search history is going to be like, this guy's crazy. Why is he looking up how old is Ty Conti? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she's say... younger than him. She's 26. He's 28. Oh, wow. Good he, for them. Well, he's, he's got one of them uh, uh, beers that just doesn't grow. Right. Right. You know, one of those splotchy beards. That's what makes them look better. <laughs> I will say, though, that that tag team uh, street fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That was great. That was brutal was what it was. Yeah. Also, Canadian Destroyer through the table. No, excuse me. Pile Driver through the table. My bad. All the major hits go through the table, by the way. Well, except for the bra- uh, the brass knuckles. Oof. Or the thumbtacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me and the missus, we had a little conversation over that one. Did I ask how this one went? <laughs> no, I was like, how would you prepare for that? Thumbtacks? Like, <laughs> no, no. Like a superplex. <laughs> Onto the thumbtacks. Nope. Because that, nope. that was off the top rope. Mm-mm. How far will this little needle go in my body? Oh, right. 
Then you find out they bought their cheap ones at the dollar store that the little ends break off. Mm, I don't know. They were sticking in them pretty good. There's one still stuck in there somewhere. (laughs) Never be able to go to the airport uh, metal detector again. (laughs) Oh, that would be the joke. You hand all Ty Conte your stuff right before you go to the metal detector and you say, I see in baggage claim. Now, I will say this. I thought Britt Baker in that street fight, mm-hmm. the image was burned into my mind. Right. But the bunny. Oh, yeah. Allie. Wow. Oh, yeah. That um, was crazy. Allie's they zoomed right in on it. Allie's been great ever since Impact. There's no question. But it was really just like another level with that street fight. It's. If she does it right, it can position her just like it did Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Just the image alone where she's like, the blood is just pouring down her face and she's just like got that look. Yeah. Oh, man, that was terrifying. Although I am going to go on record as a saying, she should not let her husband, who was probably under the ring, blade her anymore. Yeah, that was intense. That was a lot of blood. Yeah. Um. And, and not to be outdone, Danielson says on the next week, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to take a knife and do it. Watch this. Like, what the? So the, I didn't know how Danielson and Page 2 would go. I really didn't. Like, I, I was I was convinced that the, it was going to go to the judges and there was going to be shenanigans there. That's what I was figuring. So to see Page run head, of, you know, head full head of steam – go after Daniel says like damn cool this is this is a different start so I was all about that and then he gets busted open I'm like oh okay maybe Danielson's just gonna tap him out because it, it it looked to me like that's what he was doing he was kind of rope-a-doping him <coughs> and then when Danielson goes to the outside and you knew right away what he was doing because as soon as he did that he did two headshots into the post and as soon as that second one hits and he goes down to the to the floor and Paige rolls in. The camera camera immediately goes to an upper view of, of Adam Page in the ring, and you can't see Danielson at all. And Danielson gets up, and it's like, holy shit! It's just you remember Sid Vicious from uh, from Halloween Havoc. It was like, God, let's just let's just let it go everywhere. Let's just bleed all over the mat. Oh, and by the way, we're starting the night, so let's just go everywhere with it. Ugh. <laughs> You know in the back, though, when they were probably like, look, uh, Brian, I know you haven't probably bladed in a long time because it was frowned upon up north. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you can do this without killing yourself? And he's probably like, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Sure, man, no problem. I got yeah. this, man. Yeah. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I would love to. I, I wonder if Bree comes to the shows. Because that would be so. That would be so crazy for a documentary like three years down the road on him in AEW to get her reaction when he with as much blood as he lost. There's gonna be as many like times a, as he hits himself in the head or gets hit in the head. Oh my gosh. And, and we got no choice but to pay attention to it after WWE did, like, a hyper-focus, <laughs> you know, to Danielson getting concussions. Now every shot he takes, we're all like, oh, my God, he's going to die. 
waiting for another sequel to uh, Beyond the Mat so we can get footage of Brie <laughs> Bella screaming at him for taking so many shots to the head. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 whatever, whatever they're doing, like whatever Edge did, whatever he did, whatever Christian did, it's, you know, it's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, that they're able to come back and, and perform like that. Because I think all three of them are performed better now, you know, coming back after those injuries than what they did before. I, I'm I'm happy for like a guy like Christian because he gets to end his career on his terms, not someone else's. You know, he gets to wrestle, he gets to help out, and he gets to do what he's wanted to do. Like, when I watch Edge, you can see that he's just clearly happy to be able to have an opportunity to be back in the ring. Danielson's the same way. He's just grateful to have an opportunity to get back in the ring. So, yeah, he's calling everybody out. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, well, I had Suzuki. Who's next? You know what I mean? Like, he's just that kind of guy. Well, again, supposedly his contract is going to allow him to go to New Japan and stuff. I mean, I'm saying he likes to travel. Yeah, why not? <laughs> there is nobody on his level right now. No. And you know as well as I do, and maybe he's a forbidden door, but you know as well as I do, Vince is probably looking at him like, oh, did I not make the biggest mistake there? So there have been reports since Danielson came back, you know, debuted in AEW, there have been reports that Vince is worried for Danielson's well-being because of the style that he's working. But, I mean, even Danielson has come out and said that, like, this is better for me mm-hmm. than what it was. I, this, I mean, the, the problem with the WWE style it's just, it's like dumbed down almost, mm-hmm. right? It's different, right? It's more theatrics. But this style, I mean, he's probably exercising more. He's, you know, working on cardio more. He's probably, you know, his, what, one or two matches a, a week. Mm-hmm. He's running full tilt. He probably doesn't have to worry about it because it's all second nature. The matches he's been in with been in top tier people. Maybe he's not going to get hurt. I mean, who knows, right? Because, I mean, again, the WWE said, well, he's not fit to wrestle or whatever they said, right? Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? This guy's not fit to wrestle. What is your definition of fit to wrestle? Edge. I mean, God, he was supposed to be what? Almost paralyzed or whatever, right? Yeah, spinal stenosis. Who'd have thought, yeah. by the way, spinal stenosis at the time when it was diagnosed, what, 2011 is when he retired. Who'd have thought that that would be something that anyone could come back from? Edge has come back from it, and now Trent. Trent Beretta has come back from it. Yeah, uh, uh. 
I mean, people are doing it. You didn't. You didn't question Edge when him and Randy had that match. No, no. Actually, you're you're absolutely right on that. As much focus as they put, and God knows they did put a lot of focus on Edge when he retired and the severity of his neck injury. I didn't have any concern to his well-being when he came back. That's crazy. I mean, you know, the normal concern. You don't want anybody to get hurt. But like, I didn't feel like, oh God, they got to be careful. But Watching Danielson, yeah, I mean, for the style he's working right now, which is, I mean, hey, let's be real. This is what the American Dragon does. This is what he was before WWE got involved. And I understand WWE is a different product entirely. It's a different type of wrestling. It's sports entertainment. So I understand that. But at the same time, when you see Danielson now versus then, it's like, what? You might as well have said that Danielson retired when he signed the WWE and then came out of retirement when he came back to AEW because that's just that's really the the way I can look at it and understand it. I think. Yeah, I mean, he took he took what that fall away slam from Paige mm-hmm. off the rope. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, he, Kurt Angle wrestled with a broken back or broken he, neck. I'm sorry, broken, broken neck. neck. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's taking the apron shots. He's taking the shots on the floor. Um, I will say this going forward in the next few months, I think Danielson, if, if he's going to go overseas, I think this is the time when he would do it because mm. you don't need to be on TV. You don't need to cry sour grapes. I don't think that's the direction that they want for him. He's so strong in his role right now. I would let him go and, go wrestle Japan, you know what I mean? And and let him continue his trek. And then when he comes back, it's just like when Kenny Omega comes back, it's going to be a big moment and people are going to just get right back in the swing of things with him. Oh, yeah. I mean, but we strive, we strive matches to go, though. Oh. I don't, I don't want to see him go yet. Well, I don't think I want to see him, like, leave AEW entirely, but taking a little bit of a break – because if he comes back like next week, this week, two days from now, my fear would be like he's, oh, that was bullshit. I never should have lost. Okay. Um, I like seeing them wrestle. I could see them getting a third match out of it if there had been some shenanigans on this one. But there really wasn't. Unless there's like the – you remember how in Maryland when Luger and Flair wrestled, they stopped the match even though it looked like Luger was going to win? And he actually lost mm-hmm. due to blood loss. Right. Well, yeah, he, because the Maryland Athletic Commission uh, yeah, let the blood. Yeah. Yeah. So unless there's some kind of unspoken <laughs> thing in Charlotte, North Carolina, which, by the way, there isn't one. <laughs> I mean, they could introduce yeah. it. They could try but, it. But so let me ask you this, right? Let me ask you this. Right? So you've seen two exceptionally good matches yeah. out of these two, right? Mm-hmm. They've been, there's been a feud for what, what maybe two months, right? Somewhere, mm-hmm. probably somewhere along that. Why can't it just continue? Why can't Danielson be like, oh, you got the better of me this time. However, champ, we're not done. And then continue to the pay-per-view where they give you more great, exceptionally good matches. Mm-hmm. Why do we just have to cut it off on a dynamite? 
Was it Donovan? Yeah, it was Donovan. Yeah, it was Donovan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why can't we let this go, right, and try and build some momentum for the company? So we've got AEW's next pay-per-view is Full Gear. No, it's Revolution, sorry. Mm-hmm. <coughs> That's in February. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking up the date right now. I'm sorry, March 6th. So March 6th. There's a lot of time between now and then. Yeah, but we don't have to do it every week, though. Oh, certainly you not, know, but... We have tag matches. We have, you know... <laughs> you can do whatever. And, and also, why not have it continue? And in between time, you can have Paige, you know, take part in tag matches. You can have him defend maybe once or twice between now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and Danielson can get involved, cause some losses, beat up the Dark Order some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, maybe I'm selfish, but I'm really enjoying this between them two. I enjoy the feud. I just wonder if it's run its course. Maybe that's just premature. Maybe you're right. Maybe it can stretch until between now and March. If I flick your head right now, does it go? No, it does not. <laughs> it goes flop. <laughs> your ADD is kicked in. It'd be a loud funk. You probably hear it in the microphone. You probably hear me go, God damn, ow, slap. Yeah, you hear I, a hollow go, thong. Don't, don't. <laughs> oh, see, that's not. I mean, nice. for whom does the bells toll? Think <laughs> of the old days, though, right? Where you yeah. would see Flair and Dusty every night, and it would be great to watch Flair yeah. and Steamboat. Let's let's just enjoy this. I don't want it to end. It's great. One of the coolest benefits of wrestling back then was like when they would tape. Remember, they would tape like eight weeks worth of television. Oh, so, yes. you know, two weeks in a row, you got Flair and Dusty and Flair and whomever. And then you'd see the focus kind of shift a little bit to the TV title. And there'd be a three-week feud between Arn Anderson and whoever was challenging. And then you'd have the tag teams. And then in a few weeks, you'd come right back and it's Flair and Dusty again. So it always felt fresh <coughs> because it was spaced out. Mm-hmm. I do miss that. I do miss that. Mm-hmm. I also miss miss the point where there was no such thing as spoilers. You just turned it on and go like, "Oh my god, what the hell are they doing this week?" It was just it was never like I can't go on Twitter, can't go on Facebook, you know what I mean? Like you just turn the TV on and it was on and you just watched it. And that's the joy of live TV. It is. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. that and you know it, I hate when shows are taped. I hate it. Because it's just, I, I doesn't have the same feel. When Dynamite is live, it's like I am not leaving my TV. I'm watching Dynamite. When Raw is live, eh, all right, well, you know, I'm sleeping. But <laughs> or I'm on the air with you guys. When it's but when it's Dynamite, because it's it's like Nitro used to be. It's appointment TV. Because mm-hmm. re- regardless of who's wrestling, like even though Jade and Ruby wasn't, it definitely wasn't my favorite women's match. You can see how much Jade has improved over a very small course of time. Um, you can see the attention is deservedly so on Ruby for making Jade look so good. Um, and, and, and then of course the tag team in the tag team match, which was, I thought a great man event, although I probably would have reversed it and did the tag match first and the world title match last. Mm. I still don't understand the logic behind why they do that. Because they can, right? Oh, they definitely can. 
I can run outside with scissors. It doesn't mean I should. Well, yeah, but so, I mean, I guess in a way that's just old school thinking, right? Sure. Because you know, old school, they put the, you know, you know that match on first, right? Mm-hmm. It, as long as it works, right, I'm fine with them putting it on first. But if it was like the week before, where by the end of the night, the show had run out of steam, mm-hmm. then I'm then yeah, you're right. They should have flipped it. But again, with this, you had a great beginning. You had a very good end. And I don't think they lose steam. To me, that's the only issue with putting something like that on first. You have to make sure that you're, everything after carries that momentum. And they got lucky this week. So the match I wanted to talk about to close us out is the TNT title match. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is twofold. One, first off, hopefully Cody and his family are recovering well from COVID because someone in the family tested <coughs> positive for COVID. That's the most information that they've released. All of the family is uh, in isolation right now just to be safe. So the TNT title gets held up or vacated, essentially, or held whatever. In interim. Interim. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> it's held in interim. Yeah. So there's going to be a TNT interim champion crowned on uh, Battle for the Belts. By the way, Battle for the Belts, great show. Very good, very well delivered for an hour, three title matches. I was very happy with it. Um, the TNT title match between Dustin and Sammy. I honestly wanted so badly to see Dustin win the title. I just, ah. Uh, even though, to me, it felt like I was still waiting for Cody to come from the back. The heel move of all yeah. heel moves. Yeah, yeah. For him to, you know, deny COVID and to come out there and toss Sammy the title. It just would have been... Because I mean, they, they wrestled... To me, it was a very old school match. They wrestled very much on the ground. Um, which could be because of Sammy's knee. Because we know that he's had some knee issues in the past few weeks. Um, although, the, the way they told the story was... You know, here's here's Dustin who's got us got something to prove, and they show the clips of how he's beaten Sammy before, and how Sammy's beaten him before, and you're like, man, they really built it up nicely in a real small amount of time, because the package itself was 25 seconds, if that, of just the history between the two. But at the end, when it was the the reversal from sunset flip to roll up to sunset flip, I was like, ah. Uh, why did they end it like that? I did not like the way it ended. I, I don't mind Sammy being champion. I like Sammy. <laughs> but I, I didn't like the, like, I know I'm going to roll you up. No, I'm going to sunset flip you. No, I'm going to roll you up. Really? I just don't understand the whole interim title. Like, if Cody can't do it, just vacate the title and move on. Right. You know, because I feel like interim is going to be like, all right, so when Cody comes back. He's going to, you know, it just doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, but, I mean, think about times in the past, right, where somebody gets hurt as champion. Mm-hmm. 
right? And they're out for a little bit. And then the title goes to somebody else without him losing it. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, who knows how long Cody is out. But if they're going to crown an interim champion, to me it's got to be longer than two weeks. Or what's the point? <laughs> right? I mean, that's just a boneheaded move. Well, right? and, and this Wednesday, it's uh, Sammy against Dan- Daniel Garcia. Which, by the way, that match is going to be awesome. So you let, you know, you keep Cody off TV for a month, right? And then Cody comes out. Hey, bud, you're not champion. I'm champion. Sammy's going to be like, you're not champion. I'm interim champion. You know, and then they're going to, they'll have the feud and hopefully Cody turns bad. Or just gets booed relentlessly. I really would have liked to have seen Dustin hit the pedigree, by the way. He teased it. Well, the Tiger Driver, whatever they call it. But it was, you know they're building for this pedigree. You know that they're building to it. And, you know, with Cody being out, honestly, as as odd as it was to see Cody not in, you know, Battle of the Belts, this, it really does play out well for the story. Because now, now when Cody comes back, it can be, well, anybody else would have had to vacate the title. But because mm-hmm. it's an EVP, because it's Cody, mm-hmm. he gets to, oh, I'm still champion when I come back. And then you have that That's matchup. not the TNT title. This is right. the TNT title. Exactly, right. exactly. And then Cody can ultimately finalize his heel turn. Right. Without turning heel. Right. Because now exactly. he's just going to look like a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm looking for that shirt when we go. What? Cody's a dick? No, I want that shirt that says heel, baby face heel winner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good shirt. That is a good shirt. <clears throat> hey, I'm I'm solidly behind the Cody-verse. I am a Cody Rhodes fan. Uh, I mean, I'll have to say I'm kind of down the middle, but I do want to see him as a heel. I want to see how that plays off. Because to me, he he could pull off, almost pull off the Ric Flair type heel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With the with the fancy suits and the alligator shoes and the big Rolex watch and that arrogant sob that everybody just loves to hate. I I like so bad. I like what they're doing with Cody right now. I like the slow burn turn because it's just like because you know what's going to happen when he comes back. He's not going to he's not going to come back and and raise the title yet. He's first going to come back and do a promo about how, you know, I was at home with my wife and my little baby and he's going to get emotional He's gonna do. And they're gonna boo him. Yes, it's just like when they said to Cactus Jack, "Kane Dewey." It's gonna be just like that, <laughs> and and he's gonna go off the rails. That's what's gonna happen after you get to that point. It's gonna be off the rails, Cody Rhodes, and he's gonna beat the snot out of Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna happen. He's gonna bloody him in the middle of the ring. Uh, I mean, I I want to see it. I want to see healed Cody. 
I don't want babyface Cody. I want heel Cody. And then eventually I want him to be like, you know what? I am MVP. Forget what I said earlier. I want the world title. Well, there's been a lot of chatter that he's going to end up goading Adam Page into making him challenge for the title. That once he gets past this thing with Sammy, that he's going to basically keep picking on Adam Page until finally Adam Page says, no, you're going to, you're going to fight me and you're going to, you're going to challenge for the title and I'm going to finally put you to rest. And that's when Cody wins the belt. And I'm t- when he does it, it's nuclear. Oh, yeah. 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 Because at this point, I mean, Adam Page is just he's he's put his position on the top of the card. You know what I mean? Like he's cemented it. He mm-hmm. beat Daniel, you know, Brian Danielson. He beat him in a great matchup. He went toe to toe with him for an hour first to prove that he could hang. You know, his next title defense, even if it's not Danielson, he's going to make whoever it is look like a million bucks. Because he's now got that confidence to him. And when he does get in there with Cody, it's going to look like he's going to pin Cody. It's going to look like he's going to beat him. And then mm-hmm. Cody will hit that pedigree and it's done. Mm-hmm. And Cody wins and the, the rest of the world goes ape. <laughs> <laughs> they will go bananas. LOL, Cody wins. And it'll be exactly what AEW needs. Because it'll bring in so many people. Because there's going to be so many people that are screaming from the rafters, ah, he's a liar, ah, he's going to wrote. The, the, the average fan is going to be like, what? What's going on here? It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> so this week, the only thing confirmed for Dynamite so far is Sammy and Daniel Garcia. Um. I don't know what's on the lineup for Rampage yet. I do know we're building up for Beach Break. Or Beach Beach Blast or whatever it's called. Beach Brawl. Screw that. We got the 19th first. Yeah, that's right. We got January 19th, Washington, D.C., next Wednesday. C2C's hitting the road for the first time in what seems like forever. Finally going back. We're going back to D.C. to see Dynamite, which, I mean, come on. Brian Danielson, Adam Page, possibly the Young Bucks. CM Punk. CM Punk. I mean. Redragon. Adam Cole. The Dark Order. The Jurassic Express. TK. If we don't see them boys, we're going to riot. We're going to burn it down. We're boys. (laughs) <laughs> who the boys who them boys Brian the Briscoes we don't get the Briscoes if in Stan DC Stan doesn't get a personal autograph by Sonny Kiss <laughs> really <laughs> really yeah. man hey you you two better get off because we're going to go up early not too early but early Yeah, I said it. I'm trying. Like, we leave at like 3 o'clock early. We haven't had a guy's night, day, whatever. True that. We haven't done that in a long time. It's needed. It's necessary. It's just a matter of getting the time. I think I can pull it off. 
you work from home. Just have Keanu answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 we're live, pal. <laughs> You'll see it. No, hey, my Stan, name's glad Stan. to see you on Dynamite. How you feeling? Uh... <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> Who is this yeah. prank caller? Prank caller. <laughs> oh man, it, it, this I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, it is going to be great. It's going to be so fun to watch your face, watch your eyes tear up. The cult of personality kicks on. It's going to be a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. Just saying. It's a great night in the and history it, of our sport. Then when he loses by disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be nuts. <sighs> Finally get to see Bud wrestle in person. Bud. <laughs> get a chance. Watch that interview with, uh, with John Silver from wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He talks about the whole Bud thing and who came up with it. Who came up with it? Adam Cole. That's funny. The whole thing with the haircut, Adam Cole, because of all the rumors about WWE wanting him to cut his hair. <laughs> Adam Cole is a comedy genius. I am getting a Red Dragon t-shirt. I will get one of those. I just hope we're lucky enough to be, for it to be in D.C., where finally the split, the divide happens, and we get to watch the era tear down the Bucks. We might. I'm gonna lose my marbles. I'll be so torn. <sighs> but it's good for business. Hey. Beat the piss out of them. Beat the piss out of them. <laughs> Pedigree is ass. <laughs> Oh look, Alexa yeah. Bliss is back on Raw. What do you know? Hmm. Oh hey, congratulations to Braun Breaker, by the way, for uh winning the NXT championship. Yes. How did he win, by the way? Tapping out Tommaso Ciampa to the Steiner recliner. That's good TV. And his dad joined him in the ring after the TV went off. Yeah, that was cool. That was just, it was it was a great nod to his to his family, but also just a, there at least with one guy they're paying attention, just with one, but <laughs> paying attention a little bit. So we'll take it. Well, yeah, but he's now got the big hurdle to get over, which is where normally most of them fall, and that's when he eventually gets called up. <laughs> Have him get the call and win the rumble. Broad is broker. Oof. Broker. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be his new gimmick. Broad versus Brawn. (laughs) Oh no. No. Brock versus Brawn versus Brawn versus Bray. Versus Bruno versus Budge. (laughs) Budge. (laughs) It's all about the Budge. <laughs> That's gonna do it yeah, for us over here. Sorry, I'm getting all choked up thinking about Braun Burger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's gonna do it for us here at C2C. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C on Twitter. 
Brian's yeah. at Vlad Dragul C2C, and I'm at Stan Grubb. The Blah, show can Blah. be caught at C2C Radio Show everywhere at C2CRadioShow.com. We'll see you next week when we do our official countdown to Dynamite. Can't wait to talk about it, and then we will have a very special edition of Corner to Corner. Uh, both a pre and post show, I think, is probably what we're going to do. Once we get that sorted out, we'll put it on the website, and of course, it'll be available for you for download. Have a great week, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 